It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Is this Gloria? It is. You and I, <laughs> so far. Huh? It's you and I, so far. Oh, really? Two of us. Miss Cassandra? Uh-huh. How you doing? How are you today? Good. So really, it's only you and I so far? Yes, you and I have logged in only so far. I did talk to Millicent about 20 minutes ago. She was supposed to have been sending me a, um, another song to play after Elka. Elka is going to sing today. Okay, praise God. And so I was waiting for this email. It hadn't come here yet. So we're, I forgot we're, we're being recorded. Oh, right, right, right. So as soon as other people get on the line, let me know and then we can get started. Hello. 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 Is that Melissa? Yeah. Okay, we were just, uh, there There wasn't anyone on the line but Cassandra and I, and she had already started the recording, so we were just waiting for others to come. Oh, okay. You want me to go ahead and get started? Oh. Uh, well, Cassandra, is there still no one there? Right, it's just you and, and, and I and Gloria. And Carol. Carol is on with me. Okay. Um, you all know that uh, John Hall is supposed to be on a talk show tonight? Yes. 6 o'clock Eastern. Oh, is that is it 6 o'clock Eastern time? All right. Uh, oh, no, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern. Sorry. <laughs> 
Okay, guys, remember we are being recorded. Then let's just let's get started. It's 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 that time. Is Elka not here either? Um, no. Okay, well good afternoon everyone. This is your call to worship for Saturday, October fifteenth, two thousand sixteen. Oh Lord our God, we will exalt you. We will praise your name, for you have done marvelous things. I bring you greetings on behalf of our pastor, Doctor Millicent Black. And welcome to Refuge from the Storm Conference Call Church, a ministry of hope, encouragement, and purpose. Serving today on our worship team are Dr. Black, our pastor, Sister Cassandra Lewis, our talk show manager, Elder Carolyn Cunningham will serve as our worship leader today and will lead us in our altar prayer and I regret to let you guys know that Sister Didi, usually our guest psalmist, is um, not available today. She is completely hoarse from a conference she's been attending this weekend. So my apologies, Dr. Dr. Black. She'd like you to know that. I just talked with her. Uh, so the announcements for the week. This Wednesday, we invite you all to participate with the uh, Bible study group. On October the 19th, please check your newsletter for the exact time for your specific time zone. The subject is the high forever, and the scripture is Hebrews 4:14 through the fifth chapter and the tenth verse. Reminder that October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Please don't delay getting the recommended mammogram. Prevention is everything, especially considering our circumstances. We want to make sure we stay on top of our physical health as best we can. Continue to pray uh, for Dave Voigt as he resumes his walk across America uh, to bring awareness to TI concerns. He will resume his walk at the end of October. The Emotional Wellness uh, Support Group will meet on the fourth Tuesday of this month. That's October 15th. And please also check your newsletter for uh, the time. That will be led by uh, Dr. Millicent Black and Sister Annie Hardison. Ask, please, that you pay uh, attention to or, or give notice to the newsletter and um, an entry that's been sh provided by Dr. Black, and she may uh, elaborate on it a little more at the end of the service on how to pray for an election. It's a 2016 prayer guide. It contains uh, suggested topics and days uh, to focus on those topics for 30 days, October 10th through November the 8th, and we are uh we've included the first portion of those um, those subjects to be prayed for uh they include the nations and its issues candidates and leaders the church spiritual warfare the media the election process and lastly uh revival a spiritual awakening in america 
and those are the announcements for the coming week. Uh, we thank you all again for coming and for being so dutiful and committed to the church. So let's worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Draw not near to God, and he will draw near to you. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and God will exalt you. Now I'm going to ask uh, Elder Cunningham if she will take us a little higher in the worship service. Okay, thank you, Gloria. Praise God. Um, the opening hymn, do we have Elke here? Elka. Elka. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Elka. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, I've got Blessed Holy Spirit, um, the hymn, and it's 492 in, in Sing His Praises hymnal, if anyone has that. Blessed, tender, Holy Spirit, how we need thy touch this hour, how we need thy gentle presence, how we need thy strength and power. Blessed, blessed, Holy Spirit, in thy presence we are blessed, blessed, blessed Holy Spirit. As we worship, we find rest. Blessed, patient Holy Spirit, waiting through our wandering till we come to thee already. For the lesson thou dost bring. Blessed, blessed Holy Spirit, in thy presence we are blessed. Blessed, blessed Holy Spirit, as we worship we find rest. So, um, blessed, mighty Holy Spirit. Filled with all we yield control with thy strength. Um, replace our weakness with thy self. Immerse our soul. Blessed, blessed Holy Spirit, in thy presence we are blessed. Blessed, blessed. Holy Spirit, as we worship, we find rest. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you, Elka. Amen. I've chosen two scriptures for today. The first is Isaiah 6, 8. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, here am I, send me. The second is taken from the first book of Samuel, chapter 3, verse 10. Then the Lord came and stood and called us at other times. Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, speak, for thy servant is listening. These scriptures 
are the basis for the hymn which I will sing, Here I Am, Lord, written and composed by Daniel Chute, 1981. I feel that as God's people who are targeted, he has called us to be his witness to others who are targeted as well as to the enemy. In response, we are answering his call to witness. Here I am, Lord. I, the Lord of sea and sky, I have heard my people cry, all who dwell in deepest sin, my hand will save. I, who made the stars of night, I will make their darkness bright. Who will bear my light to them? Whom shall I send? Here I am, Lord. Is it I, Lord? I have heard you calling in the night. I will go, Lord, if you
the altar prayer. Now we'll have the altar prayer. Oh, no, a song by Elka. It, it's called Take My Life and Let It Be, and it's on page 171 of that um, hymnal. And the lyrics are by Francis Ridley Havengal. Take my life and let it be Consecrated, Lord, to Thee Take my hands and let them move At the impulse of Thy love At the impulse of Thy love Take my feet and let them be swift and beautiful for thee. Take my voice and let me sing always only for my king. Always only for my king. Take, take my all. I should have had my other glasses on. I'm sorry. Um, Take my silver and my gold. Not a mite um, would I withhold. Take my moments and my days. Let them flow in senseless praise. Let them flow in senseless praise. Take my will and make it thine. It shall be no longer mine. Take my heart, it is thine own. It shall be thy royal throne. It shall be thy royal throne. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Elka. Amen. The altar prayer. Dear God, the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, we praise and worship you as the one and only true God. Though we are greatly afflicted, we thank you for your goodness, your grace, your mercy, and your abundance. We ask you to forgive us for our sins and help us to repent of them. Yeah. Father God, creator of heaven and earth and of all there is, we thank you for all of your blessings, especially for the blessing of your son Jesus, whom you sent to us to atone for our sins. Lord Jesus, our Lord and Savior, we thank you for submitting your will to the Father and allowing yourself to be born as a human. We thank you for teaching us, loving us, suffering and dying for the salvation of our souls. Help us to follow your example of total submission and trust in the Father, regardless of the difficulty of our circumstances. Help us, Lord Jesus, to remember that he always has our best interest at heart, regardless of how it may seem to us. Holy Spirit, Spirit of God, we thank you for all of your precious gifts, including discernment, courage, power, and strength to do the will of the Father in all things, 
but especially in our thoughts, words, and deeds. By invoking your special power, Holy Spirit, we ask you to remove the enemy's negative thoughts, words, and deeds and replace them with thoughts, words, and deeds of love and truth of the Holy Trinity. Amen. Amen. Do we have another song by Elka? I know, Sister uh, Cassandra, do you have that uh, YouTube pulled up? Um, you've been fa- you've been so faithful. Is this something that you just sent me? I did. Yep. Have you not received it? Uh, uh, it's being held. It's being held by the purse. Uh, it's the name of it is "You've Been So Faithful" by Eddie James. Okay.
Thank you, Sister Carolyn. 
I give honor to God for this day and for our lives and for all that he does for us and in us and through us. There is no God like our God, and there is no rock like our rock. And I'm so glad that we have a solid rock that we can stand on day by day. I am just thrilled that we've had two new talents unveiled to us this afternoon, Uh, Sister Elka and and Minister Carolyn. Carolyn, you've been holding out on us. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Amen. Well done by both of you. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your your gifts. Listen, your gifts and call is God. He said it's without repentance. He has never said, I'm sorry for giving it to you. So gratefully, you have not been sorry to receive it. Thank you for sharing it with us, and we've been blessed. You're welcome. Amen. 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 I give thanks and praise to God, my Father, to Jesus, my big brother, and my Savior. To the precious Holy Spirit, the helper, the intercessor, and my teacher. I also welcome you and thank you for your presence on this another Sabbath. Now, I want, to under, I want you to understand that I'm calling it the Sabbath because that's what God called it. Uh, it's still Saturday to man, but to God it's Sabbath. And Sabbath simply means day of rest. So I, I welcome you on this day of rest. It's always appropriate to say thank you to the ministry team that includes the associate ministers, the Bible study leaders, worship coordinators, moderators, uh, and advisors and mentors. Uh, our advisor and mentor is Reverend, uh, Dr. Robert E. Jones of Dayton, Ohio. Then we have our talented and much, much, much appreciated administrative assistant, Sister Gloria Sterling McGill. Nobody knows what she has to go through week after week to put together that newsletter and to get it out to you in a timely fashion, but her and God. But let me tell you, much effort goes into it, and it is not without a struggle. I can I can attest to that. It's not without a struggle that such a beautiful newsletter is put together and sent to you each week. So, Gloria, for that, we say thank you. I want to personally thank each of you for agreeing to be a part of what God is doing in this hour, and that includes our song, our psalmist for this afternoon. And also Sister Cassandra Lewis, who manages the calls each week by muting and unmuting when necessary. She records the services. And as of last week, she found a new job, and that was uh, setting up for the call when I forgot to. So, Cassandra, for all you do, thank you. Now, we live all across the United States, and it's important that I say this each time because people are coming onto our call, and and they prayerfully will make themselves uh, regulars in participating in this worship service. Uh, So we are in California, in Washington, D.C., in St. Louis, Missouri, and Ohio, Kentucky, Washington State, Florida, to Tennessee, and even in Canada. We come together each week to praise and worship and lift up the name of Jesus. And you would not know that we were working together by God's grace and through a conference call. I remember making um, jokes about Ma Bell at one time. That's what we used to call the the phone company, Ma Bell. And uh, we used to make jokes about Ma Bell, but I tell you what, God said, 
Even before we knew about a mob bill, he had a plan for it, and that was that we would use her to meet together each week and to encourage each other in the things of the spirit of the living God. There is a word from God this afternoon, and and it has not been without a struggle either. Actually, each week, each week uh, that God gives me a word and begins to work with me concerning it, there's always a struggle. There's always a fight. But I tell you what, it's worth it. In Psalms 40, I'll be reading verses 1 through 5, and we'll be focusing on verses 4 and 5. So that's Psalm 40 verses 1 through 5, and focusing on on verses 4 and 5. The Psalms are of such, such encouragement to us, especially those of us who are going through, um, those of us who endure persecution and ostracism and um, any kind of suffering. We turn to the Psalms for comfort because the one who seems to be given credit for having written most of it is one who suffered a lot. And because of his suffering, he found where to go for comfort. And that's David. David the shepherd boy, David the giant slayer, David the king, David the worshiper. So in verse 1 from the New King James Version, David says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me, and heard my cry. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet up on a rock, and established my going. He has put a new song in my mouth. Praise our God. Many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust and does not respect the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. Many, O Lord my God, are your wonderful works, which you have done, and your thoughts toward us cannot be recounted to you in order. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I I come before you, Lord, and I come, God, just humbling myself under your mighty hand. For you said in your word, in due time, you would exalt me. I ask you, O God, in the name of Jesus, that you would forgive me of my faults and failures, God, my weaknesses and my shortcomings. I ask you, O God, to strengthen me in every area of weakness in my life. I pray, O oh God, that you would build me up, God, where I've all been, been torn down and prop me up, as my granddaddy used to say, on every lean inside. God, I lift you up this day. I magnify and exalt you in, in my life and in, in, in the life of this church and in the life of the people in this church. And we do indeed see Jesus high and lifted up. For Jesus, you said if you would be lifted up, you would draw all men unto you. God, we just ask you now to bless your word. God, bless your people that they might be recipients of that word. God, let it be sown in good soil that will produce for you a harvest of a hundredfold to your glory and to your honor, God, that other men, women, boys, and girls might learn from our lips of the Savior we found in Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So our, our title this afternoon is Looking Back. 
looking back. How many of you have driven down the road and especially when you were afraid of whatever you just gotten away from, sometimes you were looking back to see if they were following you, looking back to see if they were going to continue to pursue you. I know I used to do that as a child. Um, I was afraid of, of burned-out houses, and every now and then there would be a house that would burn in our neighborhood, and I would hate to pass that house. I just It gave me the eeriest feeling, and I'd be walking and looking back, walking and looking back. I don't know what I expected, but I, 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 it just never felt good. And then sometimes when we get, I find ourselves in, in um, uncomfortable relationships and, and it becomes necessary to walk away from that person, be it male or female, we sometimes find ourselves walking away and looking back to make sure they're not going to stab us in the back, make sure they're not going to throw something and hit us. You know, many reasons there can be found that we would look back. Um, And yet today David is going to tell us about the reason that we can look back and be thankful for the opportunity to look back. He's going to talk to us about why it was that he was able to look back and how faithful he found the God that he was looking back to, that he saw working on his behalf. Every time he turned around, God was doing something else for him. That's the reason that we want to look back even today. One of my former churches were in revival this week, and I attended two nights of it. Um, The evangelist is one that is well known to us in this area wonderful, wonderful, wonderful teacher of the Word of God. And whenever you go to hear him, you can always expect to get a clear word from God. So I made sure I was going to be in the number and had to change some things and rearrange some things to to make my way to that church on Monday and Tuesday night, but God gave me grace and I did. So when I was growing up, the focus of revivals were usually the law though no one took the time to see that those who needed to be saved through the preaching of the gospel attended the revival services. As I grew up, there was some canvassing of the neighborhoods to invite people to church on the night of the revival. And to my surprise, one pastor made the comment that revivals are actually for the saved and not for the unsaved. He says that we don't want to revive the devil in the sinner. Well, that makes sense. However, we do want to revive the spirit of the living God in the saved to make them embrace the call to the Great Commission, to make disciples, baptizing them, and teaching those who come into the family of God through Jesus Christ. And for those of us who know what it's like to go through the battles of the day or the battles of the week, Some of us have been in battles for months and years, and those of us who've been through the storm and the rain, we are glad to get to a revival because those times drain us. They beat us down. They take away our strength sometimes. And so when we can get to a revival and be watered by the word and have the word planted afresh in the soils of our hearts, 
we then find new life springing up within us, and with that new life comes new excitement to go out and do what the thing, what God has given us to do. Well, the evangelist kept us stirred up by the power of the anointing and the word, and I believe that all that, I, that left those meetings were revived and ready to go on a little farther. During offering on the first night, there were scriptures that came over the uh, up on the overhead, and at least the first three verses were shown, and I turned to them in my Bible, and I read them, read down to three, and then my eyes fell on four and five, and that's where we are this afternoon. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust and does not respect the proud, nor such as turned aside to lies. Many, O Lord, my God, are your wonderful works which you have done, and your thoughts toward us cannot be recounted to you in order. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. If if David were to try and, and go back over his life and recount all of the times that God was gracious to him, all of the times that God cared for him and saved him and delivered him, all of the times that God took his feet up out of the muck and the mire, all of the times God drew him out of the cave and gave him fresh water, all of the times that God sent men to stand with him in his battles. David said, if I tried to count back all of them, I couldn't put them in order and they still would be too many for me to number. Well, the Amplified Version of the Bible refers to the word blessed as happy, fortunate to be ended is the man who makes the Lord his trust, one who trusts not in the pastor, nor the banker, nor the postman or their employer, but one who trusts in the Lord is happy, he's fortunate, and to be envied. One who has a firm belief in the reliability, ability, and the strength of the Lord is happy, fortunate, and to be envied. That is, we could wish we had that place. And how many times have you seen people who seems like no matter what came at them, they kept smiling, no matter who knocked them down, they got up brushing themselves all with their heads up. No matter what happened in their lives, they never seemed to be taken down. It was because the Lord was their strength. And we looked at them, and, and we knew that they could they were happy. And we somehow wished that we could be like that. Well, you know what? We can't. We can't. For that means those who have placed their faith in the Lord God have decided to lean their entire personality on him in absolute trust and confidence in God's power, in God's wisdom, and in God's goodness. And they are. We are blessed, we can be happy, we are fortunate, and we can be envied because many in the world don't have such comfort. Many in the world don't have access to such power and such strength. Many in the world don't have anywhere to turn or no one to call on, but we have the living God. Now, today's text is attributed to the writing of David. We've already talked a little bit about David. David is well-known in Christendom, and he's well-known among those of us who've been meeting on this line every Saturday because there are many opportunities 
that have come up. We've talked about David and the trials of David and the, the scripture that David has been given credit for pinning, and we found encouragement and strength and help through the night sometimes as we've read some of the Psalms that David had written. David was always causing himself to remember the past faithfulness of the Lord, which necessitated a looking back. And if David didn't cause himself to have to look back, guess who did? David's enemies caused David to have to remind himself of where God has been all these years, of how many times God came through, how many times God showed up, how many times God did what looked like could not, would not, and would never be done. God delivered David out of all his troubles. David began his life as a peaceful shepherd. He shared for, cared for the sheep. And his ability to describe God as his shepherd in Psalms 23 must have been based on what God had taught David about being a shepherd of the animals in the field. David was to learn that God actually had him in training to become a shepherd himself, not of animals, but of the people of God. After the sheep field, David realized what a sheltered life he had or it just wasn't time for him to experience real life yet because David became many things and and experienced many troubles. So what we do know is that God personally trained David how to survive his own faults and failures while remaining a man after God's own heart. When Saul was chasing David to kill him, David experienced God's care. After Bathsheba and Uriah, David knew no how to run back to God. When Absalom determined to kill his father, David saw God show up as protector. In all of David's troubles, he was able to tell his son Solomon, many are the afflictions of the righteous and and the not so righteous. But when you keep your heart after God, the Lord will deliver you from all of them. Many of us have heard the familiar songs that give God glory for how far he's brought us, Uh, especially those of us in the African-American church. Some of our favorite songs, we've come this far by faith. The word says, leaning on the Lord, trusting in his holy word. He's never failed us yet. John P. Key tells us how to come out to find out that Jesus is real. Then there's the old southern gospel saying and song that tells us when I think about his goodness and all he's done for me, that takes a looking back. You know, it means that I take the time to look at where I was as a child. I didn't have to care about myself or anything else. Then I was a teenager and I thought I knew everything. And at young adulthood, I still had some growing and spiritual maturing to do. But now that I am an adult, a grown person, having experience caring for myself and finding out that every friend, everyone that smiles at you is not your friend, and finding out that money, easy come, easy go. Y'all know what I'm talking about? But when I look back over my life and see all that God has done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Thank God for saving me. Because if he had not saved me, when the water got in my boat, when the storm winds came, when the sun didn't shine, 
I wouldn't have known what to do either. But I did indeed find out as the psalmist, blessed is the man or the woman who trusts in the Lord. So in remembering God's faithfulness, there were three stages in life that David had to rely on God, and he found that when he had did not turn to the proud or to the liars, God was due to trust. You know, have any of you ever gone to the proud, the proud sometimes are those who think they know it all, they can always tell you how to live your life, how you should have done this, that, or the other. They're the ones who come at you with the woulda, shoulda, couldas. Um, those are the proud, those who have, have made their own way in life, didn't need God for anything, didn't have to learn how to pray, didn't have to spend time in fasting. But they made it, and they didn't realize that it wasn't them that made it, but it was God. That's the proud. And so David didn't turn to those for advice. And then he didn't go to the liars. Those are the ones, you know, who always got a word to tell you, but it's not the word. That's the truth. Those are the ones who will tell you that they did something that they didn't. They got over in a way that they didn't get over that way or will pretend that everything is all right when they know that nothing's right. Nothing may ever go right again. It's the way it seems. Well, David didn't turn to them either. God was the one that David found he could trust in. The first thing I want you to remember as we think about David and and him trusting in God is David remembered God during his days in the sheep field as he gave his testimony to Saul just before confronting Goliath. David looked back and he said to, to Saul, your servant was tending his father's sheep when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb from the flock. I went out after him and attacked him and rescued it from his mouth. And when he rose up against me, I seized him by his beard and struck him and killed him. Then David said to Saul, your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine, he's talking about Goliath, will be like one of them since he has taunted the armies of the living God. Well, guess what? You're in the army. You're in the army of the living God. And those who come after you are just like Goliath. They are uncircumcised Philistines. I'm not talking about what they do to male babies in either the day of birth or eight days later. I'm talking about those whose hearts have been cauterized so that when it bleeds, it only bleeds for God. Those who have found God to be their strong tower and their shelter and their refuge, that's the one that I'm talking about. So you are of the army of, of God, and your heart has been found to be after God, so you have the power and the strength and the authority of God on your side. And that's who David had when he was telling Saul about what gave him the courage to go up against a Goliath. And yet David was looking back as he told the king what he had happened, what had happened to him, and what gave him the courage to say, I'll go, just as Sister Carolyn read earlier. Then David remembered God's power in battle as leader of armies. God gave David a loyal and an able army while he was king. The king always led the army in battle, and David knew that he couldn't have won a battle alone. He needed followers. David did not always have palace security. You know, the president had the um, uh, secret service. David didn't have a, a secret service. They didn't follow him around to make sure nobody tried to assassinate him. Saul sent a bunch of them. But sometimes David found himself running for his life in spite of being king. 
However, God sent David men who remembered his leadership, not his riches, but his leadership to stand with him. David also apparently had chosen some men to be part of his army who were down on their luck and needed work. Now, that's where you can find some some loyal followers. When you reach out to help people, when you get up and you reach back to pull somebody up behind you, you can almost always find somebody that's going to come to your aid because they're going to remember how you helped them when they were down, when they were homeless, when they didn't have a dime, when they couldn't get their car fixed. You see, those are the people that comes to your aid and assistance when you're down those whom you've you've reached back to help. And so apparently, in spite of being king, David must have reached back to help some people. And I was thinking as I was working on the message, I've not heard of David being mean to anybody but Uriah. And once he got past that sin, he didn't seem to go that route anymore. At least we didn't hear about it. Others might have been ostracized and needed someone to take them into their group. And guess what? David. Apparently, David had done that while being king. So I read about Eleazar, who was one who stood with David when all of Israel had run away from him and from the Philistines. Eleazar stayed with David until victory came. Then there was Adullam, who came to David when he was hiding in a cave from the Philistines at the Valley of Rephaim. David was longing for a drink of water from the well at Bethlehem, and apparently he told some of his followers, So they were determined to get their king a drink of water. And guess what? They did. And when they brought that drink of water to David, David looking back, listen, David was looking back at the faithfulness of God to even give him a drink of water from a well that he so longed to have it from. He poured that water out and told his men he couldn't drink it. He would make it as an offering to his God. And the third thing I want you to remember about David is David remembered when he looked back God's faithfulness to a worshiping king. David loved to worship God. David's wife made fun of him. You remember David danced out of his clothes and his wife was making fun of him. How could he embarrass her and and himself? So what kind of God was worth all of that effort, all of that energy? And yet David didn't pay her any attention. He danced all the more because he was worshiping his God. David played a harp as an offering unto the Lord, and this very music became a common sedative for Saul when he was in torment. David's love for God caused him to want to build a temple for the placement of the Ark of the Covenant. And though God refused to allow David to build the temple, he did promise to allow David's son Solomon the honor, and this came to pass. However, David was never at a loss for words to give God glory and praise for his wonderful works. And if you'll notice in the Psalms, many times it says this to this group and to that group of singers and musicians. The fourth thing that David was always looking back at was how forgiven he'd been during his years of folly. It was as if David had never sinned when God blessed him. David was a man of deep repentance, and he heeded the words of the prophet. Remember how uh, God sent Nathan to him to tell him that he messed up big time when he killed Uriah just to have his wife. And so God had, had issued a sentence 
against him, and he said, that son you're going to have with that woman, not going to live because of the way you did it. And so David repented in sackcloth and ashes, and he, he, he fasted and prayed, and he did all he knew to do to keep God from taking that child from him, but God did. And then he kept blessing him. He kept him alive. When, when people came to kill him, he made sure he always had men to stand with him when an army was needed. He didn't throw him out of the palace. He forgave him. So then David became the benefactor of 1 John 1, 9. If you confess your sins, God is faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. The psalmist says as far as the east is from the west, that's how far. God will remove your transgressions from you. David found many reasons to look back over his life and see how good God was to him. One of the examples that I I saw as I was researching was one written by Tim LaHaye in a book that was entitled The Merciful God of Prophecy. His long plan for you, listen, for you in the end time. And he wrote, it's as if David's sin had been thrown down a ravine. If you were standing with God and looking at David's life after 80 years of living, you'd see right over the chasm to the good stuff on the other side. God's not careful to include David's failures, but what God wants you to focus on are David's victories. David had to have victory over even himself, and we can too. So if you're standing and looking at where David was, and you see that David was still a man after God's own heart, David didn't allow his faults or his failures to keep him out of the presence of God. He didn't fold up his hymn book and put up his Bible and say, I'm too bad a man. I'm not going to go into before him anymore. No, no, no. David ran into the presence of the Lord. He never allowed anything to keep him, just like Paul said. He never allowed anything to separate him from the love of God. So we've all asked, how could David be the worst example of a Christian, yet the most recorded man in the Bible? And that's exactly how it came to happen. First John 1, 9. David reminded himself that he was a man after God's own heart, and he would not allow the darkness to come between him and the light. So there are many songs that have been written by artists who take the time to look back over their lives. And I hope as I've been talking, you've been reminded by the power of the Holy Spirit of some of the times in your life that you can look back at and see how God has brought you and kept you and held you, and sometimes he's had to pull you along. My daughters began singing with the praise and worship team in the mid-'90s as teenagers, and the girls in their 20s formed a group that is still together today. They still sing praise and worship music together. One of the songs that they sing is a song that Cassandra played just before the message, and it's written by Eddie James. I'm going to read the words to you a little bit uh, so that you can hear them and, and, and be clear 
about what he was saying. He said, as I look back over my life, I can see how God's love has guided me. Even though I've done wrong, he's never left me alone. But he forgave me, and he kept on blessing. And then the words of Jeremiah are added. This I recall to mind, therefore I have hope. It's because of your mercy, the Lord's mercy, that we are not consumed because thy compassion fail not, thy mercies are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Then he goes on and says, I can never repay you, Lord, for what you've done for me, how you've loosed my shackles and set me free, how you made a way out of no way, turn my darkness into day. You've been my joy in time of sorrow, hope for my tomorrow, peace in the time of storm, strength when I'm weak and warm. And then he came back just like Carolyn. He said, you've been, Lord, you've been so faithful. But I'd like to say, use me, for Lord, you've been so faithful. Use me, for you've been so faithful. Then David came on in verse 5, and he said, Many, O Lord, are your wonderful works, which you have done, and your thoughts toward us cannot be recounted to you in order. I challenge any any of you. I challenge you. Actually, you know, it's a good exercise. Get a piece of paper. I think I've invited you to do this before. Write down all of the reasons you are thankful to God. You know why it's necessary? Because in the situations that we find ourselves, the, the, the invitation from the other side is to focus on the negative, to highlight the impossible or what looks like impossible. But I tell you what, if you would dare to write down what God has done for you, if you would look back over your life and see how far he's brought you and how long he's kept you, you will see that whatever you thought was impossible, and be sure you put a star beside those times that you thought it was impossible, but God showed you with me all things possible. David said there's just too many to number. I'd like you to tell me about it on Wednesday night. Tell me how many numbers, how many numbers stopped at by the time you just was exhausted at writing down how much God has done for you in your life. And I mean, go back to the times when times were good because it's because of those good times that you find yourself where you are right now. You know why? Because you were dependent on God. You were dependent on his power and his strength. You were dependent on his favor and him to go before you to make those rough roads smooth and those crooked roads straight. You expected God to make your enemies leave you alone. And you know what? God blessed you. And while you were being blessed, a plan was being put into action. A scheme was being made to bring you down and say, well, we're going to get her down and see. We're going to get him down and see if he still thinks God's so good. Well, I believe that once you've made that list, once you dare to look back and see how far God has brought you, to see what God has done for you, God. And I'm telling you, listen, tell your enemies, you're next. But God said, vengeance is mine. I will repay. And all of David's enemies, got they got what God intended for them to have. God gave David permission to kill Solomon twice, and he said to himself, no, I will not touch the Lord's anointed. So Solomon ended up killing himself. 
Somebody else got after him, and somebody else came to David's defense. So when David's chips were down, God already had a plan in action. God knew that David's heart was too soft to kill the king. But listen, we're children of the king. There are enemies after us. And the word of the Lord to you today is look back. See how faithful I've been to you. See how long I have kept your enemies at bay. See how long I've kept you from losing your mind, from giving up, from throwing in the towel, from walking away. And know that I am God. In the midst of your situation, just look back. Amen. So perhaps there's someone today that that I've been talking to that have been looking back. You've been looking back over your life and you've found that you've been trying to live a life without the salvation that's offered by the Lord Jesus Christ. And if that's you, I invite you to pray with me to become a Christian, to become a follower of Christ, to become a part of the family of God. It doesn't take a lot of effort, doesn't take a lot of of, effort. all you have to do on your part is, is, is submit, is humble yourself, say, I can't do it on my own. And pray with me this prayer, Lord, Lord Jesus, I come to you because you are the one who knows the way. I can't do it on my own. I can't forgive my sins, and I'm so thankful that you can. Thank you, Father God, for the, for the sacrifice that you made on my behalf. In Jesus Christ. Now, God, accept me in your kingdom. Make me your servant. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Reverend Black. Thank you. We have a closing hymn. Mr. Cassandra, if you'll just pull up any one of those. That you've got. Okay.
Thank you. Amen. 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 I have I have played that song. Listen, I have put it on repeat and played it sometimes for two days straight to be encouraged, just to find that encouragement that I needed to keep going from day to day. The battle is not mine. It's the Lord's. You know, David had to learn that. David had to go to the battle, but the the outcome was the Lord. The outcome with the bear, the outcome with the lion, the outcome with Goliath, the outcome with Saul, or even with his son, it was it was it was the Lord, because the battle was His. So as we go through the next days and weeks and months, remember that. Be reminded. Find that song. That's Yolanda Adams. Find that song and play it. Remind yourself and remind. You're reminding those who are messing with you that the battle really is God. We're just the ones in the middle. I pray that you were blessed by the message today. I will give a little bit more about the uh, the 30 days of prayer. There's a church here in in, in my county that is uh, sponsoring 30 days of prayer up to the election. He is saying don't just pray for the election. Pray for the, the news on the television. Pray for the nation. Pray for the neighbors. You see, he's not about just making pray prayers for a special event, but he wants to help build prayers for the kingdom of God. So I asked um, Sister Gloria if she would put in there a week or so of the prayer focus per week up till the election. And if you feel led by God as you're in your quiet time, pull it out, look the scripture up, agree with uh, with the the, the uh, focus for that day because you are agreeing with, with maybe hundreds of others around the nation asking God to move on our behalf. You'll notice as you look at those uh, prayer focuses that, that they're categorized, and so it's not just about the election. It's about the political arena in one section, but then it's about the, the church, and then it goes back around and it prays for another focus and another focus. And he certainly knows that you'll add your focus so just know that there are people all around the nation praying, asking God to intercede on our behalf, to intervene on our behalf, that he would allow his choice to be made. And I'm going to tell you, sometimes God allows the choice that is not the, is not the one that's going to make you jump and shout. Uh, one of the scriptures says when the good king is in position that the people are happy and gleeful, but when the bad king is in position, the people are, are moan. So we're asking God to give us a, a, a good leader, recognizing him as the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Uh, so I just encourage you to, to participate in, 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 in praying, a covering, uh, you know, setting the atmosphere, helping to set the atmosphere for God to move on our behalf during this election season. Um, I, it's interesting. I find it interesting what, what gets people's attention and, and brings them to, to a point of knowing that it's time to pray. Um, you know, hurricanes and, and tornadoes and tsunamis get people's attention, and it brings them to a point of knowing that there's some corporate prayer needed. 911 caused people to run to the church and, and seek God in prayer. Uh, some of the shootings that have been happening around the nation are the 
the unrest in, in the towns where uh, blacks have been shot down by police law enforcement, those are times that people rally to pray. And now this is another time that we, we, we want to rally. We want to, to petition the throne of heaven and ask God to help us. I pray also that you will meet us next Wednesday for Bible study. Uh, the topic and the scripture is in the newsletter. Um, next Saturday morning is, is team prayer. Uh, do feel free to come. We, we are all learning how to become intercessors. God said to Elijah, Ezekiel, I look for one to stand in the gap, and I found none. Um, we want to be those that can stand in the gap, hedge in the gap, when someone else is too weak to stand on their own. When there's something happening and somebody missed it, we want to be the one that did miss it in prayer. So I, I encourage you to meet us on Saturday morning. Um, Sister Cassandra, as soon as, as I've prayed the benediction prayer, I ask that you would go ahead and end the recording, and anyone who wants ministry, be sure and stay on. If there was someone that prayed that prayer with me or someone who just needs to make contact with us that we might contact you, feel free to send us an email, refugefromstorm at aol.com. That's refugefromstorm at aol.com, and we will get back with you for prayer or to minister to you in whatever way we can. Most glorious and holy Father, we come to you this evening thanking you, God, for another time that we could meet with you at your place of worship. Thank you, O oh God, that we are the tent in which the meeting took place today, and you came and you filled us. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your spirit that was with us. Now, God, as we leave this call, we thank you that you promised that we would not leave your sight. We thank you, O oh God, for the angels that encamp around about us to war on our behalf in the heavens and in the earth. We thank you, Father God, for your promise that you go before us to make the rough road smooth and the crooked road straight. And then, God, we thank you for the time of restoration, that time, God, that you promised you would restore what the canker worms, the palmer worms, and the locusts have eaten. In the meantime, God, help us to be prayer warriors second to none. Teach us, O oh God, how to pray. Teach us, O oh God, the things that you would have us to pray for. Use our mouths, O oh God, to call forth things into the atmosphere, O oh God, that you want to accomplish in the earth for your glory and for your honor, God. And just like David, God, in one part of that psalm, it says that all of them looked at him and marveled because he was able to come out of everything they put him into. Lord, we thank you that you're willing and you're ready to give us a reason to look back and remember all that you've done for us. And we thank you in advance for what you shall do in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.